Hi there. Welcome to the Isogo TV podcast from isogostrong.com. I'm your host, Becky Hammond, and you and I gather here on this podcast to fixate on strength in our families and on our teams. Because when we start from assuming strength, we can make relationships easier. And this is episode 124. This is the fourth podcast in a leadership series that's running for this month, this month of July, 2020, about lockdown leadership and the five themes that have shown through from the best of the best leaders. You know, in the midst of world uncertainty, the best leaders are still thriving. So how in the world are they doing it? That's what this series is about. Marie Guest is a world-renowned leadership coach and consultant, and in this episode, we get to chat about something that he is not only excited about, but has seen of the best leaders in the world. We are talking about clarity. So far in this series, we've delved into stories and strategies from the best leaders who are right now practicing grace and kindness. They're prioritizing individualization and flexibility, and they're choosing to communicate well. Today, as we get into this clarity in time of uncertainty, as a leader, you will see just how much influence you get to have and how much hope and peace you get to bring to your team just by providing even boring levels of clarity. So let's clear up that murky water with leadership clarity. Well, good morning, Murray Guest. I was going to say just your first name, but I decided to say both. So good morning. I'm so excited that we're having this conversation today. Well, uh, good afternoon to you. And, you know, we, we are talking about clarity in this <laughs> conversation and you're bringing some clarity right into it from the start around, you know, surnames and time of the day. Um, how have you been? Uh, uh, doing good. You know, I mean, it is, uh, it's a crazy time still. Like I didn't think mm. that if we were in July, we would still be saying that. And, um, and we are, we're saying that there is still a lot of uncertainty. And I know even in my personal life, we've had just kind of some close calls and just some things where we felt like, wow, one moment could change a lot of things. Um, and I think that kind of all speaks into what we're talking about today and why this topic, this theme of clarity has come up um, as one of the key elements of leaders who are doing it well are really doing well in this season of, of lockdown, of uncertainty. You know, I mean, a lot of organizations are not in their same um, you know, we're all staying at home and we're all working from home, but there's been a lot of changes and it continues to be um, uncertain um, in this time. And so uh, this this theme of clarity has been one that the leaders who are doing it well are just, um, they, they are starting to have um, a clear voice and a clear perspective and they are communicating that to their team. So, Murray, this is a topic that you uh, is near and dear to your heart and that you have seen leaders all around you um, do well. You've also been able to encourage others that aren't seeing the importance of it to say, okay, well, what happens if you practice clarity, um, practice, practice communicating more clearly and, and um, painting pictures of expectations? So let's, let's dive into this topic a little bit more. Um, why don't you first, if you would, just define clarity for us. What do you mean when you say that the best leaders are those who can create clarity for their team? 
Uh, so totally agree with everything you just said then Becky around this time right now in July, mm. 2020 and what it's like and um, you know, things changing so rapidly and who would have thought that after what we've been through in the last few months, we'd be still in this um, situation right now. Um, before I share my perspectives, I just hope everyone that's listening to us are happy, are healthy mm. and well, because it is something on the minds, uh, of, of every conversation I'm having with people and of leaders. And I think it links really? back to some of our early conversations about yeah. that care for our team as well. Um, I think about, you know, when you see on Instagram, those beautiful pictures of nature of this, this still water and mm. you see the pebbles underneath the water, or you might see the reflection or you see these beautiful shots where it shows underneath the water and then above the water. And it's yeah. just, look at that and you feel calm, you feel peace and you think, wow, I, I just would love to be there. I'd love to swim mm. in there. I'd love to just, you know, experience that. It's not the photos on Instagram of a murky dam where you go, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> hey, I can't wait to put my foot in that one. <laughs> and the, and I, I, I follow uh, nature which is just a very sim simple um, account on Instagram, but shares those mm. type of photos all the time. And honestly, I look at those and I think that's just beautiful and it brings this calmness to my sense of being mm. when I look at those and I love it. The murkiness, the lack of clarity. Um, imagine going for a walk. If we were walking in the, in the forest and it's a hot day and we're with our children and there's a, a lake and we say, um, let's go for a swim and we walk up to the lake and it's crystal clear. We go, okay, we can see the hazards. We can see maybe there's a mm. log that's washed down. We can see how deep it is. If there's any weeds or anything like that. And we say, yep, we go for a swim. If it's all murky yeah. kids, let's just back up and, you know, play on the sand let's lot on the pebbles. We won't go in the water. So clarity in nature gives us this calmness, this beauty. Mm. We understand what's in front of us. It's sense of security clap. in some ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. A sense of knowing, you know, what's ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as leaders, we need to provide that clarity. We need to lead clarity and those, those clearing conversations. Mm -hmm. And this time right now, and as we're talking about lessons in leadership um, in lockdown, mm -hmm. unfortunately, um, we've just got all these bits that are adding to the murkiness that we need mm. to bring to the surface and bring that clarity. Kind of filter so, out, filter out the things that are creating the murkiness that are creating the lack of clarity. Yeah. hundred percent. And, mm. um, we were talking before this conversation about assumptions and about just going through in mm. our uh, our leadership roles or in our life about we're just assuming this or just assuming that, or maybe people understand it or, you know, I've told them once they get it, mm -hmm. but having those, those conversations, when we bring clarity to the conversation, just think for a moment about how that feels and not just the calmness, but it reduces the anxiety, reduces mm. the stress. It gives us a clear direction moving forward. It aligns with my, what's my purpose what are my priorities? Hmm. And also where can I provide value right now? Hmm. And people need that because yeah. right now we've got all these other bits around us that we don't know what's happening. There's change from, you know, organizations, from policies, from communities to governments and all that's happening. Yeah. So 
I need clarity. I'm, I, I need clarity right now so I can feel at my best and I can, I can deliver on what I need to do. Yeah. Well, what a powerful position if as a leader, you could actually impact your uh, team's psyche in a mm. really uncertain time by just creating clarity, even in just in one space, right? Like we're still going to have lack of clarity or those murky waters in some of our other areas. But what if in one space as a leader, you could create a sense of, ah, for them in one very important part of their life where they actually spend, you know, most of their time uh, if you're working full time. Yeah. And I, I think about some of the work I've done over the years in uh, partnering with organizations that work in high risk areas. So for example, mm. power generation mm. where, you, you know, I don't want to talk about power and talk about electricity and what I've heard and what um, I've found out talking to leaders in those emergency situations where we've got to be really switched on. What mm. happens is people talk more. They communicate mm. more frequently. They reduce the assumptions, the murkiness. Mm. More, they're, they're communicating frequently and clearly. And what happens is productivity, safety, performance improves in those situations when mm. things are at their most dangerous, their normal day-to-day -day work. Wow. Because they're bringing that clarity in day-to-day. -day. And this has been repeated many, many times. Hmm. The challenge for them is how do we take that mindset and that uh, driving and leading of clarity right. into our normal business as usual? Right. When there's not a sense of urgency or emergency, um, at which maybe even happened at the beginning of kind of lockdown time, right? Like people were like having more regular conversations and things like that because it, it felt like there was a lot of adrenaline up. But then what happens once the adrenaline wears off and now you are kind of still in an uncertain environment, but you're back to your day to day. And as leader, you know, where can we find that oomph and that drive to create, to create clarity? So what have you seen? What, what stories can you tell us about, you know, the leaders that you have seen that really have done this well, or, you know, the impact that it has had either way when they've done it well or when they haven't done it well. So, over the past few months, I've been talking to lots of leaders and um, thankfully there's some really good examples where leaders have done this really well. Mm. And I think it's not just about the team that you lead, but it could be those people you work with side by side, your peers, but also leading clarity upwards sometimes as well. Um, quick example around a leader that I know he needed to really get clear with his team about what are the priorities right now. Hmm. And you might think, eh, is that such a big thing? Well, what was, yeah. what's happening with this team and with a lot of teams right now is people are working from home. Some are yeah. working back in the office. There's okay. a, a transition going on right now, like some in different areas right now. And the workload isn't just the same in some areas it's increasing because they've got projects and they've got businesses, usual type tasks to do as well. And people are starting to feel overwhelmed. They're starting to feel like, well, how do I deliver this? How do I still actually mm -hmm. maybe do a bit of homeschooling, pick my kids up? I'm in the office some days and, and for the most I'm at home. Mm. And it was uh, the team going to that leader and saying, hang on, I actually don't know what's the biggest priority right now. And then the conversation generated and evolved into, you know what, that chunk of work, that, that project 
let's leave that for a few months. And they were like, mm. really? I, mm. I, I, I didn't even know we could do that. Wow. And then, that was that let's leave that. But this right here, this other project we need to l- deliver on that needs to be done right now, you know, yeah. and the tasks for that need to be done right now, but leave this other bit, leave this other bit. And I think what the best leaders are doing is actually just bringing the unknown to the surface. They're actually mm. making it very overt. They're having that conversation more frequently to make sure, Hey, I'm not telling you how to do your job, but what I'm going to do is make sure you're clear on what our priorities are. Hmm. Don't you think that sometimes leaders think that this is kind of like a boring conversation to have? Like they might say, well, I mean, like you talked about assumptions, but even more than assumptions, just like, well, I mean, like that just, it, it's not that interesting, right? Like I was talking to a leader uh, today who said that she had a meeting with her team and they've, they've been hit very hard by um, the impact of uh, COVID-19 and they've had to do layoffs and they've had to restructure. And she decided to have a meeting with everybody on her team. There's like 40 people there and mm-hmm. they she went, there was, I think, let's see, four or five different departments and everybody was on a Zoom live and she went through four or five different org charts and she explained who was in which, what role and what they were going to be doing. And as she got off, she was just like, oh my goodness, poke my eyes out. I'm sure everyone was so (laughs) bored, you know, like this was, this is not a riveting conversation. But what she found was that people were text messaging her, Facebook messaging her, emailing her saying that was the best meeting that we could have ever had mm-hmm. in this moment. Thank you so much for you know, going through that. And what they were saying was, thank you for providing clarity where we were feeling stressed. You know, I mean, when people are getting laid off, of course you're stressed. It's unclear then not only, man, am I keeping my job, but what is what are other people doing? Who do I go to now for to, you know, to work on this project or who am I supposed to collaborate with on this? And what she did by having a boring, what she thought was a boring meeting. Um, she, she made a piece in her team that she probably couldn't have achieved in any other, in any other way, except for going through a boring org chart. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a great example where through that process, I can imagine the flow of the conversation of, Hey, I just want to confirm this bit of information. And I just want to check on what's that person's role now. And now I understand this. So it's again, you know, getting everyone on the same page, removing the assumptions. Yeah. This is the org chart going forward right now. And this mm-hmm. is how we are going to work together. I mean, that, that is showing, I think the vehicle that the, um, discussion on the org chart helps create greater clarity, not just on the org chart, but I'm sure other things would have fallen out from that as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely falling up a, a Q and a and, and people feel because the leader is being forthright, they feel more secure um, yeah. that they can ask questions because they have a construct for asking them. Now it's not just kind of out of left field. And you know that the, the leader has given the impression that she is uh, open for their questions and for their concerns and cares in, about their everyday job. This leads me to a, a, a point, Becky, I think it's really important too, for us to consider that sometimes we need to provide clarity about where we can't provide clarity. Hmm. And in that, that conversation, 
Yeah. In that conversation, this may have come up. I'm not, of course, not too sure, but what this looks like sometimes is people thinking, Oh, we won't talk about that because we don't know. Mm. But what happens is everyone else is creating their own story, their own meaning, what they think is going on right now. Yeah. And as a leader, you might need to say, and what I actually would encourage people to say is right now, all we know is this. Right. And that's all we do know. And this other part, you know, about an org chart or a change or what's happening from project in the future, whatever it might be, we, we don't know what's happening there. Yeah. But, and, and so therefore can't provide any more clarity, but I can provide you clarity on this. Uh, again, reduces that stress and the assumptions and the stories and potentially gossip as well. Yeah. When you and I talked um, back a while ago uh, for my strengths and crisis. It was like years ago. It was, it feels like years ago. It might've only been a few months ago. <laughs> um, you mentioned a leader who you had worked with, who um, said that it was communicated this idea of creating clarity, even when it wasn't going to be popular, even when the decisions that were being made, like weren't going to be the fuzzy feel, give it the fuzzy feeling. Um, can you share that story again about, um, about what she said? Yeah, I, I've got a few stories. I think it was this one. Oh, okay, just... I'll let you know. I'll let you know if it sounds familiar. <laughs> well, one that this does remind me of uh, many, many years ago when I was working for an organization and redundancies were happening. Yeah. And I remember talking to the CEO and we're walking to one of those town hall meetings where all the staff were going to be there. Mm. And uh, I remember I just happened to be walking next to the CEO and I said, oh, and I was quite, quite young and junior and in that day. And I said something like, Oh, are you going to talk about redundancies? You know, people are really worried and, and maybe, maybe you, are they going to be mm -hmm. talked about something like mm -hmm. that? And she paused walking again, great leadership. Didn't just keep walking, paused, looked at me and she said, Murray, of course I am. Mm -hmm. People want to know what's going on. I'm going to talk about it and answer the questions as best I can right now. Oh. Yeah. And, it, and that's a scary I, thing to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've seen the opposite to that happen. You know, redundancies obviously are an emotional process for yeah. a lot of people of course, uh, for lots of reasons. But when you can provide that clarity, again, it makes it easier. You know, it links back to us talking about leading with grace and kindness yeah. and how important that is. Um, the other story that I want to share also is about leading clarity upwards as well. And a leader I was hmm. talking to earlier this week, uh, she shared some frustrations about how I am being communicated by, from my leader one-on-one. -on -one. I feel like I'm not getting the full picture. Whereas my peer who has a, is a, having one-on-ones and another peer having one-on-ones, we all feel a bit um, misaligned in our approach and how we're leading our teams. Hmm. And they they said, look, what do we, what do we do about this? And so they actually went to their manager collectively and mm. said, hang on, we don't think this process is working. We feel like we're missing some gaps and that there's a lack of alignment and clarity. Mm. Can, can we change this process and meet collectively more often to reduce that? And they were actually a little bit concerned because they didn't know how this manager would respond. And he was yeah. very much like, yeah, sure. Okay. Let's do this. How does it work? I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you came to me again, mm. some assumptions there, but so powerful because uh, I've, I've spoken to them again since. And they've said, it's been so good. It's just wow. helped us 
get clear for not just us, but for when we are leading our teams as well. Hmm. Wow. I love that. Um, I love that as a, as a leader, you can seek the clarity. Like, so when you start to see things are murky, you don't just have to sit there and trudge through the murky water. You can also start to pursue ways of cleaning that up. And, um, I mean, it could feel a little risky. Like you said, like they said, I don't know how he's going to take this, but in the end, you know, hopefully you're approaching a leader who says, wow, if we can create more clarity, um, then in the end, it's going to be better for all of us. Um, so yeah, when, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, sometimes when we do, um, jump in that clear water, we can stir it up a little bit. True. And it can, it can get a little murky and sometimes to create clarity, it's going to get a little bit, I don't know. I'm going back to the metaphor here. Yeah. A little bit uncomfortable, a little bit wet. murky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your shoes are going to get wet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe a little cold, you know, yeah. a little yeah. bit, un- a little bit uncomfortable. That's what it's mm-hmm. about. But yeah. through that, you're going to get the the clarity that you need for you, your team. Um, and it's just so needed right now, Becky. Yeah, yeah. So what does it look like? So you talked about these some really great stories. What are what are some of like the, the actions and behaviors? So as a leader, I'm listening right now. I'm like, okay, those are some good stories. But like, how do I actually go about doing that? Like, what are some actual behaviors that you are observing that are that are um, repeatable by other people who might be listening today? So I think about from this conversation with clarity, there's a couple of angles that a leader can go down. One is their own self clarity where they need that. Hmm. And to take the time out to reflect and think what is causing me stress right now? Where am I lacking clarity and write Hmm. it down, write down the list, actually do the work. Hmm and say, okay, now who do I need to talk to to increase that clarity for each one of these things mm-hmm. and then plan and actually have that conversation and, and explain your intent. I need to know clarity on this project. I need to know clarity mm-hmm. around what's happening, but actually then make sure you have the conversations. So that reduces your own mm-hmm. uh, sense of stress and, and yeah. worry and helps you get focused. And then the second thing is to actually have that conversation with your team. Hmm. I invite all leaders to be thinking about at then, sorry, not even thinking, let's take that back, Becky. I invite all (laughs) leaders at their next meeting, at their next meeting to actually say to the team, uh, where where do you need more clarity right now? Hmm. What do you need clarity on? So and inviting then, them to help you point out the murky parts. Yeah. Point out the murky parts and then make sure you listen and then create space to have that conversation. And you may not have all the answers and that's okay. That's hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. But create the space to have the conversation and then generate some actions where you need to follow up and get the answers or know give them the the understanding that you don't have the answer right now to reduce that Uh, for some teams you might need to give them um, some time to reflect on that and then come back to that Mm. Um, and and others that actually might generate which i think happens quite a lot is the clarity that team members are going to provide to each other Mm. so it's not all about you as the leader saying hey i need to tell you this this and this but it's actually going to increase the understanding between team members as well 
The third one, I think that is really important is actually talk to your team about how often you are talking in your meetings. Is the cycle of your meetings matching the rhythm of your work? What does that mean? So I think if we think about how our work flows in our teams, Mm -hmm. sometimes we are getting through work at a pace where we need to talk more frequently to match Mm. the information flow that's coming in and the decisions we need to make. Okay. So for example, a team might be meeting once a month or something like that, yet they need to have updates more frequently and get that alignment throughout the month. So another great example of this in the recent months, a leader I know was meeting with his team once a week Mm -hmm. and it was a pretty good meeting but with uh, working from home and all of the changes mm. to the arrangements, they now have that, that huddle meeting mm. uh, every morning on Zoom where they check in what are our priorities, how are we going, what's working. And the team are definitely saying, we want this to continue when we go back into the office because mm. it's happening every day and how valuable it is to bring that clarity. Mm. I think we talked about this one in communication when we spoke about that because it is such a, a, an important yeah. thing right now in having those conversations more frequently to match the needs and the rhythm of the work of the team. What if, what if a leader is feeling like, man, I just don't have time. I don't have time for like more meetings. So what do you, what have the best been doing that have helped them with that? Because it's not that the best leaders aren't busy. They are, everyone's busy, right? Well, I'd ask the question of leaders that say that, what's the most valuable thing that you should be doing with your time and what's the the time cost to have the conversation now and what's that impact if you don't have it now and how are you actually repeating a conversation multiple times down the track right a leader i was talking to yesterday she said to me she said murray i actually went back um to my team after our last session where we talked about clarity so it's awesome when leaders do the work and She said, I was thinking about this conversation and she said, I realized when I was delegating, I would normally just tell them, Hey, can you do this bit of work and leave it? And she, she said, I paused and I actually said, I need it by this date. Um, I need to look like this and this is the priority. And was, she said, I was really clear. She said, I only took me an extra couple of minutes and she Mm. said, I even felt a bit uncomfortable but the person was like, thank you so much. And she said, previously there would have been five or six, you know, backwards and forwards Mm. trying to, to sort the work out. So to answer your question, Becky, I think it's, it's the role of the leader to actually bring that clarity and have those conversations sooner because when you let that go, you know, when you let it fester, when you let the water go murky, you'll pay the price down the track. Yeah. 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 So it's like incremental meetings are going to, in the end, be more efficient than one grand meeting or of going down the wrong path because it was fogged over, right? To mix our metaphors a little bit. (laughs) Um, But so that nothing to surprise, right? Especially Mm. in um, in performance, in evaluation, right? Like, I mean, it's, this is some of the basics of managing of like, well, if you don't tell them what you're expecting, then there is no way, like, then it's not fair to hold them accountable to something that they didn't know was, was the bar. Um, 
And so in some ways you can't afford not to, even though it feels like maybe it's because you're busy. I mean, it it feels stressful, right? I think it's a great, a great link to uh, it's the manager, which is the Mm. Gallup book that Jim um, Harter and Jim Collison released last year. And there's a Jim Clifton. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Jim Collison would probably appreciate that. He'll appreciate that. That's okay. Too too many Jims. Lots of Jims. Thank you, Becky. Thank you. Clarity. Clarity there. But we talk about past work and future work and past work was an annual review and future work is an ongoing conversation. Hmm. That's what we're talking about here. It's not, Hey, how are you going once a year? It's a ongoing conversation about what's working and what's not and how, how can you acknowledge the good and, and improve in some areas? And again, that's that mindset of the ongoing conversation as a leader to provide that clarity in other areas as well. Yeah. So what's the impact? I mean, we've been talking about it kind of incrementally as we've gone along here. Um, what have you found that the leaders who are creating the most clarity in their teams, what is happening to their team? Why are, why should leaders be like, Oh yeah, I want to create clarity. Uh, honestly, they are happier. Mm. They are thriving. They are more productive. They feel less stress. Mm. And they, I think there's less resentment because hmm. I think sometimes we can get some of those negative emotions of I'm not hearing and I'm creating a story why I don't know yeah. and why it's murky and right. uh, I wish my leader would tell me, but uh, I'm too busy to find and all of that stuff. So all that's going. Yeah. So we've got more happiness, more engagement, more productivity, um, and more less stress right yeah right as a as an institution my experience says that we do not um take into account the emotional stress and mm. the impact that that has as much as as we could or should that it's like as if you're carrying an extra weight on your back you know you're like a you're a marathoner and every day you're starting at zero and you're trying to get to the end and that emotional stress of like not of not having clarity is like carrying an extra weight so that as you go you're not going to be as productive you're not going to be as happy doing it because you have an extra weight on your back you're going to be thinking about things that you know maybe you shouldn't you shouldn't spend your time spinning your wheels about um and but when you can, as a leader, release that from them, you, it's like you're taking the burden off their back and they can feel lighter and more, you know, like you said, happier and less distracted by the emotional weight of, of a stress of the lack of clarity. Yeah, I think to add to that, there's less conscious attention. There's less mm. thinking. There's less worry about... Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about all these elements right now. I can actually focus on what I need to do right now. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm thinking about other analogies right now that are just so relevant to this conversation. You think about when you go on a holiday and you plan it, hmm. where are we going? Where, what does it look like? Um, where are we staying? And some people might prefer to just go, I'm, I'm, I'm heading out and that's fine. Yeah. Generally, though, I would say everyone's got some level of plan, as big or small as right. it is. And when we have that structure and that that clarity, that's going to help us get there. Um, I 
I think even with the people that like the smallest amount of planning, yeah, um, that enables them to know where I've got some clarity and where I can, you know, go with the flow. It's when we just don't know at all. Again, mm-hmm. anxious. What am I doing? What does it look like? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, I was in America years ago, and you and I talk about driving in America. It's hard enough driving on the the other side of the car. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I have had that experience. Yes. <laughs> yes. But then to, so there's one bit of clarity. How do I drive on the other side of the car? And then to actually, you know, drive across this other I-45, whatever it is, which is. Got, <laughs> You've been to Omaha too many times. <laughs> I'm trying to think which, you know, so many big roads, but then to actually say I'm driving from, I drove from Los Angeles out to Las Vegas and to wow. get out of LA. Yep. And where am I going? I needed to know where am I going, which yeah. corner do I take, which street yeah. sign, how do I do that? Because I remember that that knot in my stomach with a a car full of, of family and luggage and trying to get across five lanes of traffic. Like, <laughs> right, right. Where am I going? How am I going to get there? Hmm. Um, so I can make the best, safest decisions to reduce that stress. It's exactly what we're talking about right now. As leaders, we need to provide that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a, that's a really tangible metaphor that we can kind of think about how, wh- wh- where are we going and how are we going to get there? Um, and so we don't have to be stressed when we're driving. We can just chat with our family instead of feeling stressed and, and overwhelmed. So what, if there are leaders listening right now that are like, okay, I'll try it. Right. Or, Oh, I see how I could add a little bit more clarity or let's just see what the impact would be. Uh, what do you think that, what do, what do you suggest that leaders would do right now that they can say, okay, this is a tangible thing that I'm going to do um, next week or this week with my team. Yeah. So I think the first thing uh, would be to have that conversation with the team to actually okay. say, right, we've got a standard team meeting, but let's yeah. bring to the, the topic at the start of the meeting, uh, this concept of clarity. Um, and you can even use the traffic light analogy. So right now, where have we got green lights that we can just go straight ahead? Where do you feel like you've got some amber lights where you don't quite understand, Hmm. you know, I need a bit of information right now. I would call that a yellow light. Okay. So let's, let's call that an amber light. And and then we have our red lights. Where have I got red lights right now where I actually don't understand I need clarity? Okay. Really simple. And then just go through that with the team. Again, bringing out the clarity, bringing that out. And some of that you'll find will be, as I said earlier, from the leader within the team or maybe from customers, internal Mm -hmm. customers, internal suppliers, where then it's going to drive some real tangible steps to say, okay, I'm going to go find that out. I'm going to find out what we need to know so that we can not be afraid to say, I I will, I don't know. Let's, let's think about that. Yeah. Let's loop back on that. Let's come back in our next meeting to, you know, not don't need to solve everything in that first discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go and find out and we'll come back. Yeah. So that's what I say people should do first. Um, And I, I think, uh, of course, team meetings are a great place to do that. But again, like we said earlier, uh, think about what it means for you one-on-one uh, right. for your own you know, manager that you report to or leader that you report to and uh, how you can get more clarity for yourself as well. 
cow. The other thing I would say, Becky, is try it out at home. Hmm. That seems like a whole nother ball game. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it's something which, you know, uh, I I put my hand up as a husband and father where I've missed the uh, clarity bus, let's just say, and haven't provided that. (laughs) And and the the, uh, stressful conversations I've had. So what I'd say is, yeah, um, have the conversation at home. Yeah. If, if you have a oh, partner and about where, where are we missing that right now? Yeah. Um, and, and how can we improve that clarity? Um, yeah. and, and just see how that can reduce maybe some of that stress and improve that well-being. Yeah. And kind of circling all back around the uncertainty. If we can create certainty in some of the most important areas of our lives, then even though we still live in the midst of uncertainty, uh, we're going to have less stress and experience more well-being um, in some of those key areas in our lives. So, cool, love that, love that last little tip. I think I'm, I think you were trying to coach me on that one. So, <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will take that one. I'll take that one home. Um, conversations like we've been having today are ones that we also have in our Leaders to Give a Damn program. Um, and you know, what's the connection? What do you think the connection to the leaders who give a damn program and clarity really is? Oh, so definitely. Um, I, I would say knowing your people Mm. is one of our modules that we talk about leaders who give a damn around, um, knowing their needs Mm. and, and knowing them, um, uh, definitely also prioritizing conversations. That's a key part that we talk about in the leaders who give it in program. And uh, as you said earlier, Becky, not just waiting to have yeah. the conversation, but yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Um, reduction of, of anxiousness or murkiness and bring the yeah. clarity there. Um, and even the last one tackling busyness, you mentioned, mm. Hey, leaders are busy. Yeah. Leaders have got a lot on their plate, but, I would say this is a key part in our leadership roles and making this a priority and it will then give you that reduction in your busyness because I think I'd like to say a lot of leaders will find it'll prevent some of that re-communication and rework and and going over things that's happening right now. Yeah. Yes. I love it. That is totally true. And we, um, uh, in the program, in addition to tips and um, stories, provide some clear action that leaders can take. The idea is that we want this to be useful to you, very consumable. And so um, if leadership is something that you care about, if you care about caring for your people, then definitely check out Leaders of Give a Damn. Uh, we have one more a podcast in this series about lockdown leadership. So next week we are going to be talking about self-care, well-being, and um, just understanding the importance of of taking care of yourself and the impact that it is having on some of the best leaders that uh, we have the pleasure and honor to work with and during this time. So thank you, Marie, for sharing your insight on clarity and your stories. And it's just been a pleasure to chat as as always. Uh, right back at you, Becky. Always a pleasure chatting with you. And thank you for sharing your insights and stories from across the pond. Uh, murky or clear? I think clear. Clear pond. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> see you next week. All right. See you now. Bye. 
There were a lot of metaphors and word pictures in that conversation today. I'm sure one of those is one that you can use to paint a picture in your mind about not only the importance of clarity, but also of the way that you will choose to get there. I hope that you follow along with this series here on the podcast as we get into the final theme next week that has shined through, shown through, how how do you say that? Uh, From the best leaders during lockdown. And if we're not already connected, Murray and I would both love to connect with you on Instagram or LinkedIn, where we can continue this conversation around strengths in leaderships and families. On Instagram, you can find me at IsogoStrong and you can find Murray at MurrayGuest. On LinkedIn, you can find us each by our first and last name. So I hope that you do that. Before we sign off, I also want to make sure that you know about this huge crisis discount that we've been offering for the Leaders Who Give a Damn program. Now, during this podcast, we chatted about the program a little bit. And if you really want to be a leader who inspires others to follow you, even in crisis, then you can find all the details and sign up over at leaderswhogiveadam.com. Use the code 50PROMO for 50% off through this crazy tough season that continues to persist in so many ways. That code is the numbers 50 and the word PROMO for 50% off the Leaders Who Give a Damn program. We, Marie and I both, would be honored to have you join us. You know, you and your strengths have the power to make a ripple effect in your family and on your team and then ultimately across the entire world. We can feel that now more than ever. The world needs your strengths. So learn them, love them, and live them in your own circles of influence. Until next time on Isago TV.